O God, you prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that, loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, greetings, Church. I hope you are doing well on this week leading up to the sixth Sunday of Easter. As we are making our way towards the end of Easter, we just have a couple of more Sundays of Easter, and then it's Pentecost. Uh, it, it comes upon to that time where, where many of us will be having Confirmation Sunday, where uh, at least it's happening at Bethany, and then at Faith, it's our it's our recognition of graduates. But here first, before we even get to there, we, we have this prayer that is the summation of what is happening on Sunday. That's that's what these, these prayers of the day are, these collects, these collects, these these things that collect the prayers of the people, but also set the theme for what the Sunday is about, what the center of it is. And, and here it begins with this beautiful declaration. You have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. And I read that, I, I hear that, it goes into my ears and I wonder, is that true? Is that true for you? Is it true for me? You have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. That there is something beyond what we have in this physical realm, beyond this world as we know it, that God has prepared for those who love him, whom he's called according to his purpose. These, these joys that are beyond anything that we can imagine, where even the worst things of our life, the sufferings that we have, in comparison to what we are offered in God, what we are offered in Christ, are, are minuscule in comparison to those things. And then we beg of God for something, don't we? We beg of God, pour into our hearts such love for you, that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all we can desire. This, is the, this should be the cry of our souls every day. It fits into the explanation of the first commandment in the small catechism, where we are called on to, uh, to love and trust God above all things. Fear, love, and trust above all things. That's what we're called to in the first commandment, that we are to have no other gods. What does this mean? That we're to fear, love, and trust God above all things. And here we are asking that God, through his spirit, through his word, through outside of us, something that we can't do, asking God to envelop us and pour into our hearts such love for him that loving him above all things we may obtain his promises which exceed all we can desire that even our love for one another our love for the brothers and sisters in the church our love for our neighbors our love for our enemies all begins with love of god because the more we fear love and trust god above all things we're not going to trust in ourselves then we're not going to trust in the things that we can take by force we're not going to trust in the things that we think we have control over, and instead, we trust in the one who has control over all, all things, everything. And by doing so, then, we start to discover that, for instance, every moment of every day is a blessing, is a gift from God, every breath a gift from God. And so then, we, we start to not take for granted 
all those parts of our life that are afterthoughts, the breaths, the heartbeats, the food we receive, whatever it might be. And we're begging God to pour it into our hearts, that love for him, that we might love him above all things because loving other things is what gets us in trouble with the fact that we don't love our neighbor. And then we ask that we might obtain his promises, that his promises might become more real, that he's the God of the covenant, he's the God of the promise, and we have to cling to that because all the other promises of life are going to fail us. And then we, we see that those promises, those promises that, that he gives to us of the forgiveness of sins, of life in him, salvation and life in his name, which means that death comes to us, causes us to fall asleep in Christ. We fear it because we fear that we are going to lose all the things that we love about this world, about this body and life. And God says, no, I'm going to provide for you even more than what this body and life can. Eternity with him. Eternity beyond this realm. Eternity beyond what our eyes and ears and mouths and hands and feet and every other part of us can handle. Being able to cling to him so that, so that we have him always, the one that never changes. The one that, that I wrote about in my newsletter article about how in Ecclesiastes it says there's nothing new under the sun. Well, that's a good thing because God is the thing that never changes. That, that, that he, he is the one that we hold to that is not new under the sun. His, he, he is the one who stands true all the time. And this is the one that we pray to, that Jesus Christ, his son, our Lord, the one who is Lord over us, who lives and reigns, meaning that we don't, that he has the power to hold us fast to him. Let us pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, grace and mercy to you this week, church. We will see you tomorrow as we take a look at our reading from Acts. See ya.